Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. So we're going to start now. A little thing. It's like a line everything. I think thing. it's great. You gave I me a look. It. No, I'm, I'm really proud of you. Well, the way you started that. No, it's like, you know how they have like, in, in <clears throat> yeah, like they have yeah, the little, for sure. So this is my little, yeah. Now the editor knows. Yes, that's it. See, you know. I, I get it. I get it. Well, we want to welcome you to, uh, <laughs> ah, that was dumb. Uh, we want to welcome you to, uh, to this, this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, my name is Chris. And with me is Kylie. Uh, we're we're just a couple of jerks, and you know, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we have, we have some good conversations where we, where we recognize that about ourselves. We recognize our need for Jesus and for His humility, and so, man, it's caused us to say, "I think other people can would like to be part of our conversations." So, Kylie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I I'm just a dude. Uh, it, it's weird using the, the jerk term cause like under the righteousness of Jesus and all that. Um, but the reality is I'm, I'm a selfish guy. Um, <clears throat> married, I got six kids that I'm sure will come up in our discussion quite often. Um, but man, I just, uh, grew up, uh, in the church, grew up, um, knowing Jesus, bumping into Jesus, but, uh, really the gospel and a re- true relationship just uh, blossomed, I don't know, around 2010, 2011. Um, and then it was just uh, seeing God do a work in uh, my, my own personal life, in our marriage, in our family, um, just over and over and over as uh, we really truly understood what it was like to fully surrender wow. uh, to the Lord. And um, so, yeah, we... Uh, just continued to take steps of obedience. I was an athletic trainer for 19, 20 years. And uh, then there was just this transition time of uh, now I lead a, a church and uh, pastor a church. And I'm super excited about the group of people that God has brought near to to us for me to serve and to love. And uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what God continues to do in my life. And can, um, excited about this, uh, sitting here and having a conversation with you. Yeah, very cool. Um, so right around the time that Kylie was transitioning from being uh, a sports guy uh, <laughs> into <laughs> heading up uh, our, our, the church that we go to, I, I joined that church. Uh, and and I'll, I'll have another time, I'm sure, to share more in depth my story. But my, my minute and a half testimony is I was in full-time ministry, uh, traveling all over the planet, had family and all these things going for me. Well, I was a jerk. Actually, I was a jerk who was addicted to uh, internet pornography, and I kept it secret from everyone. I wore a mask with everybody. I tried to make myself look better than I was. I was never honest and, and open and vulnerable with anyone. And eight years ago yesterday, my life blew up. Um, my, my then wife, you know, gained access to a secret email account and found quite a history of ongoing and continued addiction. Uh, I spent 10 months 
in a seven month rehab for Christian <laughs> sex addicts. Good uh, student. Great student. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and since then just been, man, been like struggling after what it means to follow Jesus. And I mean, struggle in the true sense, not like giving up, you know, but struggling through it. I'm, I'm in recovery. Uh, I'm not in ministry. I work a great job that I love. I have uh, my daughter in my life. I see her half the time. Like I'm a dad. I'm a, I'm a freaking good dad too. Uh, but man, the key, the key in my life and in Kylie's life, uh, this, this last almost decade has been, uh, letting God humble us Yeah. or choosing humility. And we're going to get to that in a little bit, but, um, I think that's one of the big, the big keys to everything. And, you know, I, C.S. Lewis gives what I think is the, the, the best example of, or the best definition of pride. Uh, he calls it the complete anti-God state of mind. Mm. And I think when we hear that, we want to like fast forward to like, oh yeah, that's unchecked pride. Oh yeah, I know that prideful person. Yeah, that totally describes them. <laughs> or, or like, yeah, that's pride out of control. But no, like even a little bit, of, even, even a smidgen of pride is 100% opposite of who God is. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. there's no there's you know, there's no in between. It's that leaven. Yeah, right? You know? Little like little bit little in there. Bit. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, geez, I think that was a big part of the when you know, Jesus talks about beware the leaven of the Pharisees, right? right. Like their yeah. their leaven in particular. Yeah. Was was all about pride. And pride and we often, you know, I think we often associate pride with Oh well, that person is like really arrogant and thinks too much of themselves, and you know, man, they can do no wrong. And like, oh, of course that's pride, but man, pride looks ugly, and it looks like different things. Yeah, it isn't always that. Just kind of over the top arrogance, but I, I mean, I think what you and I continue to talk about over and over, and what's brought us to this point is it's it's that those little those thoughts, that, that little bit of selfishness, that little bit of hiding, um, just that, that just maybe nobody else sees, maybe nobody else knows, but the, I've got this, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in control. Um, and it's really what, what separates our connection with the Lord because Mm. it, it, it's just not healthy. It's not healthy thought pattern, you know, uh, protecting our thoughts and our, our minds, um, as we focus on the Lord and, I think that's the thing that you and I continue to talk about is just the, it, it's the thing that people don't necessarily see about being a jerk. I know I'm a jerk inside because of just the thoughts that I have, yeah. as opposed to, you know, people might not recognize that. Um, I see that in the, my interaction in my, in my home, you know, it's, I get tired or whatever the case may be. I want to control it. I want things to be a particular way, which ultimately just becomes about pride yeah. and, and selfishness yeah and and it it destroys and, and ruins things and and breaks things down to where they have to be built back up and and so how can we continue to to step into being authentic being vulnerable I think you know you talked about this earlier we'll talk about this probably every um, every episode of the humility and the the, the vulnerability and the authenticity that we have to choose 
to let other people in and to see it and to just be real, right? Like I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of a podcast that says following jerks or, or following Jesus for jerks, but it's, it's just the truth, you know? And, um, how do we continue to take steps, uh, to not be that way yeah. and, and to pursue this life of this downward trend, this servant, servanthood mentality, this loving, um, others before ourselves, um, I think I think that's what this is all about. Yeah. See, even as you're sharing that, I'm like, oh God, I don't want to do any of those <laughs> right, things. Right, I don't right. want to love them. I was joking with someone literally just last night. I was joking with them that one of the reasons I don't own a truck is because I never want to help someone move. Like I don't want them to ever ask me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, way to go! High five. <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, don't we put those things in our lives all the time? Yeah. Yes. We protect ourselves. Yes. And and you know, pride is a is a big word. And, and, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about the language of it, but I think some, I mean, you, you nailed it. You, 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 you said pride, but then you also said, we're just being selfish, yeah. right? Pride yeah. is just, I'm more important. Yeah. I'm more important than the people around me. That, right. That's what pride yeah. tells us. I mean, isn't that what we, isn't that, isn't that why the devil fell, right? Yeah. He thought he was more important. And, and, and that's why it doesn't always manifest as I'm better than, Right. If I'm, I mean, let, let's call it what it is, right? <laughs> if I'm more important than, you know, we're in the middle of, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but right now we're in the middle of a mask mandate. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, I don't need to wear my mask because I'm more, my thoughts, my, what I want to do is more important than anything else around me. I think that's a form of pride. Yeah. I think, I mean, it, my, and I want to be careful because I don't want to, knock the journey of mental health. I'm not in any way, and, and maybe another time we'll have a chance. We, Kylie and I have both had journeys with that. Sure. And our, well, had. Have. In the middle of <laughs> <right>. journeys <laughs> with starting. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, geez, in a way, my depressive thoughts are more important mm. than what the Bible says about me and what God says about me and what he's trying to turn me into. Right, that's pride. Well, you mentioned it about Satan, and that's what he convinced. Mm-hmm. That was the lie he shared with, with Adam and Eve. Right, like right. you can be your own god. You can be in control. Right, and it, it, we just con- we continue to see that pattern played out in our in our sin nature and our yeah. human nature, um, and and that's probably what this is about is as much submission to, you know, God doing work in us. Right, uh, and 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 letting our selfishness fall to the side. I mean, isn't that what, I mean, with meekness, right? Jesus said, follow me for I am meek mm. and lowly in heart. And, and even in the Beatitudes, he, he blessed the meek that they're going to inherit the earth. And isn't that what meekness is, is recognizing I have a will, but I'm going to say no to my will and subject myself to the will of someone else. And in, in our case, God. Well, actually, not always. Sometimes God calls us to subject ourselves to the will of someone else, a yeah. leader or a mentor or sure. a governor. You know? <laughs> right, right. And isn't I mean, isn't that what meekness, meekness is? The the pathway out of pride. Yeah, I shared with somebody last night. Somebody in our family that's that's struggling is hurting, and I shared when my uh, grandmother who passed away after a six-year battle with cancer years and years ago, or early 90s, 91, um, I remember... You, you were in your, like, 30s then, right? 
that's hilarious. You're uh, you're a jokester. I was in high school. Uh, <laughs> true. We should probably say how old we are. Should we? Otherwise, that joke isn't funny. I, I mean, it's just not funny anyway. I was 45. I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That did not. I am 45 years old currently. And I'm a youngster at 36. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're so. You, you look great for 36. <laughs> oh, God. Way. I just want to say. Hopefully, this is only on the sound waves. Um, I have a face for radio, uh, for podcasting. No, but I was telling her, like, when she passed away, uh, I remember at, as a sophomore, junior in high school, recognizing um, in my grandfather, and actually wrote him a letter about this at the time, of how strong he was. Like, I never saw, and it's probably the, you know, German Lutheran background, you know, very strong, very, um, in a lot of ways, keep our emotion in. And But I, I recognized how strong he was like he he just seemed he was still leading he was still and I was telling um this family member who is hurting currently and going through that that I I recognize that there's elements of that 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 may be true and I'm not discounting how I felt about my grandfather at the time but but every the world tells us that that's the right way that that's Mm. the manly way that that's whatever but the reality is like Jesus taught us tenderness and compassion and emotion and um that that i think really if we weren't filled with pride as we grew up as we experienced our life on our own and god didn't either have to break us down or we chose surrender or however you want to put terminology to that like it's really we're created to be tender and mm-hmm. compassionate and I think about the fruits of the spirit and mm-hmm. I think about like that's the way everything else is telling us the opposite yeah. but really that's the way the downward trend the the serving and loving that's why I say that like I'm not I am leading a group of people as our church but I, I always like to use the terminology for myself it's not a passive aggressive thing but for myself to be reminded no I'm I'm serving and loving a group of people to Jesus. Yeah. And because that's what he did. Like he didn't come in and overthrow everything and like he came to love and to serve the vulnerable and those that needed hope and um so yeah, I think that pride <laughs> I mean, I know we're going to get into the language of what that is, but I don't think it's the way that Jesus modeled for us. Yeah. Yeah. If I mean if anything we saw him rub up against and challenge For sure. the 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 pridefulness of the day. Whether it was the Pharisees, whether it was his own disciples, whether it was you know Peter raise, you know raising up and slicing off a dude's ear, or <laughs> or even just right. you know what what do you mean I can't go with you right? Like I'm 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 enough. I can I can handle it. You know, and and Jesus just rubbed up against him and like challenged that. Yeah, and challenged that thought and. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And yeah, we when we read the fruit of the spirit, we don't read like, you know, emotionless and in control of, you right, know, right. Uh of of of, you know, but no, we see Jesus who was who who wept with Mary when she needed right. it, right? Who showed compassion to uh to to people when they when they when that's what they needed and when they were in pride, challenged them. Which it does 
we're all on our own journey, hmm. right? So some people are going to listen to this and be like, I don't have any pride in me. Other people are going to listen and I'll go. I'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> other people. But because when you said that about Jesus at, during his time on the earth, I also thought about Moses where he was like, hey, if you, don't, don't send us anywhere. We're not mm. going anywhere unless you're leading. Yeah. Unless you're with us, that, that's a waste of time. And I think that's the, I mean, that's the foundation of, of my faith, of our faith, of, yeah. of the relational component, the, the presence of God in our lives. Um, that's the only thing that can, can shift that. So, so Moses or Peter or whatever, like we're, we're all in different places. And the reality, which I want to continue to, to step into just the, the X's and O's, the every day of what this looks mm. like, of it's going to look different even in our own lives from day to day, minute yeah. to minute, you know, but it's, it's the, the conscious, um, it's the conscious pursuit of decision that I'm going to, I'm going to continue to surrender, continue to lay myself down. Yeah. You mentioned something before when you were talking about your grandfather, um, I just want to dig into that a little bit, but you, you, you talked about whether God humbles us right. or we, we step into the opportunity to be humbled. Uh, and let, let, let's dig into that for a minute because that's a, I, I, I firmly believe that, you know, Proverbs 3 and then Hebrews quotes it, says, my, my son, do not despise the discipline of the Lord, mm. for he disciplines whom he loves as a father, his son in whom he delights. That, that first God gives us the opportunity to humble ourselves, right? To, and we see that instructed all throughout Scripture. Humble yourself. Humble you. The prophets were calling it out to, the, to, to, to God's people in the Old Testament. And humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. And then, <laughs> and then they, sometimes they did. And sometimes they didn't. And we saw that God's interested in the end result being the same. The end result of his discipline, of his invitation is humility. And it's almost like, it's almost like his, his, not almost, it's his mercy that mm. he invites us. And then when we don't, he forces it. Hmm. You know, there's all this talk about, well, God's, a, I don't know, in the, in the Christian circles I came from, God is a perfect gentleman. He's not always. He's not always. He wasn't to Paul, right? right? right. When he interrupted Paul's life, <laughs> he wasn't to David or Saul. Like He wasn't a perfect gentleman. He interrupted. And, I mean, that, that's, that's my testimony, right? I had, and I was pro that's, that's probably one of the hardest realizations, I, one of the first and hardest realizations I had while, while I was in rehab was, wow, all along, I, I, I opened my eyes to opportunity after opportunity after opportunity that God gave me to come clean, to be honest with people. I was surrounded by some of the, the most loving people on the planet who loved Jesus and loved me. And I could have humbled myself. But I didn't. And so God humbled me. And I, I spent a little bit of time, a little bit, I spent a lot of time <laughs> being angry at him sure. for it, right? Oh, you must have, you know, you ruined my life. You could have done this another way, but... Man, in hindsight, no, I couldn't have. And, that, and he did that out of his mercy and his love for me. Mm. I used to be so, 
I used to be so angry that, oh, well, God could have saved my marriage. And then realizing that that's how low I needed to go. He needed to humble me that far to get to my heart. And the condition of my heart was way more important than the condition of my marriage to the Lord. Hmm. And, and I, I'm convinced it's his mercy. But yeah, first, there is that invitation. And I, I don't know what's harder. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I think th- that's not the easy route, right? No, no like, neither of them are easy. Just... Not, for sure, for sure. Um, which I think is, again, why we're sitting here talking about it. Right. Like, this isn't easy. Like, right. the, if, if, if you're listening to this and following Jesus is easy, then uh, <laughs> Something's probably, wrong. probably find another one, uh, podcast. But, yeah, I, I know in my case, probably very similar, but it just seems like over and over. And maybe that's the work of, of sanctification or of, of my growth um, in surrender to Jesus is getting out in front way too much. Mm. Um, it, it seems like it's, like I said before, then it's, you've got to repair relationship. And um, I just, I can think of so many times in my story where it was like, man, I just get to where I'm, I'm angry and I'm frustrated. And really, as I dug deeper into that was, it's because I don't have control mm. of what's going on. And because I don't, that makes me upset. That frustrates me. And then it gets to where there's oftentimes a, some sort of blow up where I know that God's speaking to me. Like you said, it's the invitation and, and not, it's the invitation in the garden, hmm. you know, like, Hey, you can have all of this. There's so much beauty. Hmm. There's wow. so much abundance. There's so much of my presence. Guard your heart from this. Hmm from the, the, the tree, you know, of the knowledge of good and evil. Like, just protect yourself from this. Just be obedient to my voice. And so many times I'm like, no, I want that control. Yeah. I want to jump in, and then it just makes a mess of things. Yeah. I mean, I think the reality is that's the story of all of our lives. Anybody that's listening, like, at some form, at some level, that is the reality of all of our lives. And, and so how to... And like you said, it's the mercy of God that he's still... I mean, you mentioned David earlier. I, I continue to think of Paul. Like, <clears throat> is it easier for... <laughs> just submit to the voice of the Lord or get... He's going to knock you off your horse. Yeah. He's going to blind you. He's going to, you know, make you encounter people in relationship that it's very awkward and co- uncomfortable, right. right? The first time he meets the disciples. <laughs> like, hey, you hey. just were killing all of us. Now... <laughs> No, 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 I'm good, guys, I swear, yeah, I'm good w- now. <laughs> welcome to the group, jeez, Louise. But also thinking about David, you know, as scriptures, a man after God's own heart. Like, for all the things, like, adultery, <laughs> murder, like, uh, but that is, that gives me so much hope that the mercy of the Lord is available and I think of David, and I think, man, God's it, God can only say that about David because David, as we read in the Psalms, was repentant of his sin, 
and continued to pursue the Lord. Like there's no hope if I jack things up and, and I've got to repair them on my own. Hmm. Like there's no way. Right. Right. Like I need God's help even in that. And so if I didn't have that hope, if we didn't have that hope, this is kind of pointless. Yeah. But because of that, I know that God's mercy, God's love for you through your eight year journey, you know, even on, in moments where you probably thought, <laughs> how is this ever going to make yeah. a turn? How, yeah. how am I ever going to see the light? It's only because God's mercy and he's guiding you through each step that, like you said, may be uncomfortable, but if God doesn't take that step with you, with me, with anybody, then there's not growth. It, we, we just continue to follow ourselves and that's just, uh, just kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that even, the, yeah, I like that. Even the repair, like yeah. we, can, we, we can jack things up all day. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But if, but the, the, the that's the best we can do. <laughs> I mean, genuinely that's the best we can do is mess things up. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I love, I love, I like thinking about David because what we see is someone who, like I, I don't know, I feel like I feel like pride and humility comes down to one thing. Like we each have a throne in our heart, yeah, and it and it comes down to just who's on that throne. And and in David's life, we see someone who God's on the throne, and then David steps in, right? <laughs> right. right, kicks him off. He gets on his own throne for a little bit, whatever that means, right? Taking you know. Murder and adultery, taking you know, taking the law in his own hands with with the census, whatever, right? Like I'm doing sure. my own thing, and then we see, I, I'm on the throne, right? And then we see God confront him, confront his pride, whether it's through the way he speaks to him, whether it's through you know David coming to repentance on his own, the prophet Nathan coming to him, and then we see him giving up the throne again. Yeah, and you know, and and, and Paul, same thing, right? Paul was absolutely on his own throne. And then he had this encounter that knocked him off. And then he just stayed off. Meanwhile, you know, we look at Saul, right? Isn't that the, the biggest opposite to David? Is, is Saul in the Old Testament who, I mean, I'm convinced started off with God on the throne. Absolutely. He was righteous. And then he climbed up on his own throne. And he just never got off. He never got off of it. And actually, you bring up repairing yourself, right? Didn't he try to do that with Samuel? Hey, 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 Samuel, I know I messed up, but listen, don't, don't, don't let the people see you, like, mad at me. Come out with me, support me. Like, let everyone see that I'm okay, that I'm still on my own throne. Right. <laughs> right? Wasn't that his repair? And wasn't, wasn't that when Samuel said, hey, your kingdom's not yours anymore? Man, yeah. I, Right now, going through this COVID deal and watching, you know, arcs and uh, on uh, charts and a trend, what the trend is, and you and, and so you see both in scripture of like what's the, over the over your lifespan, what is the trend of your humility mm-hmm. of your surrender, and you know we see. I so I was thinking of Paul, and it's like oh wow, like you heard the gospel. Over and over and over, you heard Stephen. You heard the 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 boldness and the proclamation of of Jesus and the gospel. 
and you were having people killed for that. Mm. But then you think of how his life ended, and after after he did get knocked off, mm. after he did have an encounter with Jesus, like then the passion, then the like you don't want to talk about your story if you're still Mr. Selfish and right. trying to hide from everything. Right. But now it's like that transformation when we allow God to do the work in us, like that trend in our lives should be growth, should be passion, should be excitement about what God does, should be inv- inviting others to the table uh, into that transformation. And so you can see both in scripture for sure, but man, I, I want to have, I don't want to continue to be a, a, a fool, <laughs> you know, like I don't want to continue to be a jerk. I want, I want my mindset. I want God to be continuing to transform me to where my trend um, is upward towards yeah. the end of my life. Like we're, it's not like we figured it out. It's not like, okay, eight years later, yes, you're in a better spot, but if this is it, like you right. got, you got a long way to go because right. you're so young, right? right. 36. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously. <laughs> um, well, I mean, isn't the perfect example of that the thief on the cross next to Jesus? Yeah. Right. Talk, talk about a trajectory of life, right? <laughs> but at the last minute, he, he recognized Jesus was Lord. Right, that yeah. this was the Messiah, yeah. that he was innocent, that he didn't deserve to, he didn't deserve death, and he truly was, all, like the one who's supposed to be on the throne, right? And didn't yeah. didn't the trajectory of his life change in an instant? <clears throat> I don't think he had much longer after that. But I don't, I, and yes, but, but hearing and knowing the good news of Jesus, knowing yeah. that that tra- I don't want to. I mean, I know yeah. you and I don't. I don't want to see anybody wait till yeah. their last breath. Yeah. To surrender their life to Jesus, right? And and like you said before, the the whole who's on the throne of your life, like let's not fool ourselves. We talk about this all the time. Like, here's the situation that's going on in my life. I don't want to be Jesus right now. Yeah. That guy just cut me off in traffic. <laughs> right. Is this is this right. personal to you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody just cut me off, and I don't want to be Jesus in that moment. Yeah. Right. Like I'm, for us in our home, like somebody's struggling to to listen and be obedient. Like yeah. I don't want to be tender and loving and compassionate in that. I want to control the situation. Um and that's why it's such a man take up your cross daily, you yeah. know. But like to continue to also go back to what you said earlier, his mercies are new every morning. Yeah. Because we're going to continue to jack this up along the way. Praise God that um his mercies are new every morning that there is an abundant grace available for yeah. us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Th- thank God we'd be, yeah. done, we'd be done for. For sure. For sure. I, I mean, and, and, and I think that's what gives us the... Because it's not like this, like, some game, right? Of like, oh, well, you had more good than bad, no. right? But at, but at the same... T- and, I know it's not, and I know it's not what you're saying, but at, this, at the same time, it's that, that... It's that... Those new mercies every day... Right, it's those new opportunities. It's that daily taking up your cross that you that you, that you quoted, that that give us those opportunities to humble ourselves yeah. over and over. Even yes. if yes. even if yesterday I blew it, even if that guy did cut me off, and I I got up on my throne and I rose up in self and ah, you know, but today I can repent and I can and I can choose humi- I can still choose humility the next time I get cut off, and I. You know, I'll let you know if it gets easier. I, I don't know yet. I, <laughs> what are what are the hardest ones for you? Uh, all of them. 
<laughs> no, like what's, I, what situations really drive you to to have that desire to like just be selfish? I yeah, guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when when I know the answer and someone else doesn't. Mm. When I know that, boy, I, I'll give I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. Uh, actually, it's funny. Oh man, now I gotta be a little I gotta be a little <clears throat> transparent. Oh man, don't you hate it when you like when you know they say hindsight twenty twenty, and you realize wow what I what I did was prideful. Sure, just a moment ago. So a few weeks ago, I was a uh, part of a, a leadership kind of uh, Q and A thing where I was on the Q side of it, and there was a, a, a well-known leader here in here in Fort Wayne, uh, Indiana, where we're from, uh, who's an incredible guy, loves the Lord, heads uh, an incredible business, and uh, has done some re- like some really cool things with that with that business in there. He's in ministry, and I, anyways. Uh, and we, maybe we'll have him on sometime. He's a cool guy. But uh, his name is Mark, and uh, he. I, I asked him a question. And it doesn't matter what the question was, but I, I had asked him this question. He was the guest. He was the one speaking, and I asked him a question. And someone else at the table, and I, and I brought up meekness. And someone else at the table, who I don't know that well. I'm sure this guy loves the Lord. But he turned to me, and he said, I asked Mark, and this guy turned to me and goes, well, what's your definition of meekness? Because a lot of people have it wrong. Oh. And, I, and I bet you absorbed that really well. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Not only absorbed. No, I, I, I deflected it. I didn't even answer him, and I just turned to Mark, and I repeated my question. And I, oh, my gosh, I, I could feel it inside of me rising up like yeah. – the nerve of this guy to assume I don't know what meekness is. I've preached in this church. I've done this. I've, I'm a leader here. The nerve of him to assume I don't know. Oh, and it gets better. Oh, man. So, so Mark answers the question. And then this guy speaks up again. He goes, hey, just so you know. And he reads me the like... Bible dictionary definition of meekness. And I oh, I was so eaten up with 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 me, with pride. Mm. And I knew I had an opportunity. I could shut up or I could like the I mean the opportunity was humble yourself, Chris. What I wanted to do was, hey dude, I, I know what meekness means. I'm not one of those people who get it wrong. <laughs> I know what it means. I preached on meekness in, in this environment, right? Uh, but instead, I just, you know, I had an opportunity. And I said, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. That meant a lot to me. Because, I mean, it was certainly true. Sure, sure. And then here we are two weeks later sitting here. And what did I make sure? What did I make sure to say? How You know, what? We're 38 minutes into How many minutes ago? 20 minutes ago? <laughs> The definition of meekness. So if anyone here is listening, before I ever told the story, you knew that I knew right. what meekness was. So you ask what gets me going. Mm. That's one of the things. Mm. And even two weeks later, I'm still in it. Sure. I'm still fighting for the throne mm. and fighting to make sure no one thinks Chris doesn't know what meekness means. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hmm. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, I, uh, that's what I, the reality of what our lives are like in our thought processes. That's why I, I want to ask those questions yeah. and continue to, like, uh, we're not going to hide here behind these microphones either. Right. Like, we want to be authentic and vulnerable. I yes. know with, with me, one of the things that I, I really should probably just get off social media as I tell everybody that's listening now, go on Instagram and follow, <laughs> following Jesus for jerks. But when I go through and I look at what people are posting, um, what people are doing, uh, man, I can just be so judgmental. Yeah. You know, like instead of being, seeing through the lenses of this is great, this is positive, to be able to see what people are doing and see it as, I don't know, just a positive thing. I see it through the lenses of judgment of why are they posting this? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what they're doing. Why? Like, and, and part of it's our culture, right? Like the reality is we're, Instagram is probably the, not the most authentic, you know, representation of <laughs> self. But that's not up for me. There's so many things that I want to decide. I want to have choose to to judge, um, and little things. Like I'm not talking major. I'm just talking little stuff, and it takes my mind just to a negative place. And then I'm starting to think not only about what I'm viewing, and but my perception and how I feel, and everybody should feel hmm. similarly about it, um, or what's right and wrong. You know. Uh, we do it this way. Everybody else that's doing it differently is, is wrong. Um, I did want to share this, which I think hits in this moment <coughs> of, you know, I grew up in a very, I, I want to be sensitive about this because the intent I don't think was ever this, but we grew up in a very, uh, a small town, uh, in, you know, we had a, a construction company and very kind of founders of the community mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. You know, there were certain family names that you knew about in this community, and ours ours was one of them. And I don't think it was ever intentionally done that way, but, but there was a lot of pride. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about is, is pride a good word or a bad word? or <clears throat> we We really thought that the way that we did it was the right way. You know, we viewed um, kids that went to different schools as less than. We, mm. People that lived a different way as, as not only different, but less than. And like you said, it, the pride that puffs up. And again, I don't think this was intentionally taught by our family. I think it was just we had pride in ourselves. Yeah, But that in me... I'm just going to speak for myself, developed a, a mentality that really viewed people in that way, in that light, which is just sickening to me now. And it's something that I have to fight. And sure, I, sure. In, in regard to a lot of societal things that are going on right now, I don't want to be you know, naive to that uh, when we talk even about privilege and different things like that. And I think that really has has made it very hard. 
I, I've never really thought about it until we start talking about Paul. And we yeah, yeah. I, I, we talk about that story all the time. Right. But man, that's something that it's it's not just God's kicked me off a horse, but he's continuing to. Uh, he's not continuing to fight me. Yeah. <clears throat> continue to discipline, or I'm continuing to fight against the things that he teaches. I mean, that's just a reality of maybe my part of my story and how I grew up. And like, no, it's not that cannabis do it right all the time. It's not we're better than anybody else. It's not. Um, but but I will also say that as a part of my upbringing in that light. Um, when we would be on a job, there was always the the one lesson of, among <laughs> a lot that that has always stuck with me is we always think about the next guy. Mm. Like my my dad dug basements for new homes his whole life. Yeah. <clears throat> well, there's there's framers coming in. You know, there's con- concrete guys coming in to pour the basement, and then there's framers coming. In. So it was like the lot that we left. We always wanted to put things in. Um in a great position for the next crew to come in. So I always have that, um, which is a good lesson from it, but also I'm always worried about the thoughts of everyone else as opposed to what's God's desire, what's mm-hmm. God's will. So you can see the, the, the experiences of our lives, the things that we grew up with, the things that developed um, intentionally, unintentionally, that can fill us with more and more sure. of, of this pride. And... Um, <coughs> It's like it's like the whole argument: nature versus nurture. Well, both suck. <laughs> for <laughs> right, right. We're in our, it's in our it's in our nature. It's in our nature to be prideful. Sure, right. And then it's in the nurturing <laughs> of the way we grow up that everyone learns some form of pride. Every every I, I I mean everyone picks up some form of it because it's in our nature and 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 something grows it. Yeah, right. Something something causes it when we're young to to blossom into full blown pride. And I don't know. And and inevitably, every time we have these conversations, someone, uh, I think back to different studies, you know, different groups we've been a part of and stuff. Every time we have these conversations, someone always says, well, pride isn't always a bad thing. What about, and you you know, you you brought it up. What about taking pride in your work? Right, right. Well, what about taking pride? Like, is it really, is it just a language thing? Or is there pride in that? Because I don't know that it's just semantics, right? And I understand, and, and I understand the people who say that. First off, I think the fact that they get so offended about the usage of the word pride in that, right? Well, you can't you can't say all oh, pride is bad. What about taking pride in work? Is a little bit of pride, but that's besides the point. Here's here's my here's my question. Because I heard you, well, before I give you the question, I heard, I heard you say, well, you know, we always did it this way. We always thought of the next person and made sure. Like, I, fast forward that, I can see that. And I'm not, I'm not knocking your family. I'm, no, I'm, yeah. I'm not at all. I'm just, I'm just thinking, right? Like, sure. boy, fast forward that all the way. And that can easily, like, how many steps is it to, from that to, oh, well, when, when we leave a job shite? When we're done with it, I mean, it is. It looks great. There is like, look how look how great we are. Yeah. Like, there's not too many steps to get to there. Well, I think it's what you, it, nature versus nurture. It, it and like I said throughout that whole story, unintended. 
right? Like I went to a private school and unintentionally that developed in us. And I, I take credit for that. Like we in our class would talk about the public school kids, which like sickens me, right? But here's, here's why even I think good, it elevates. Pride elevates. Mm. If, if the way of Jesus is a downward trend, yeah. is a submiss- submissive way, is a, servant, a way of servanthood, is a way of love and sub, you know, submission to others, then, then that's why, as we talked about at the very beginning, like pride is, is the leaven. Like it doesn't yeah. take much before, yes, we do it better, we do it differently. Even if we see that as a good thing, it doesn't make us as a human being better than anybody else. Mm. But we, in just even the language of, um, I take pride in my behavior, I take pride in what I do, I take pride in my job, at a certain point, that starts to elevate. Let's, talk, let's be real. <clears throat> Ministry leaders that we've seen fail over the last three years, mm. right? Like big names that we've seen moral failure at some point, that people have talked about, there's been articles written that um, how long can you hear you're awesome yeah. until you start believing that you're awesome and that puts you on a diff- in a different category? Yeah. You know, how, <clears throat> how, how much can that take place until it starts to get absorbed and unless there's an intentional deflection to the glory of God, how God yeah. has worked in your life, a, def- a deflection of not that you're a great speaker, not that you're great at what you do, but like that's, I, I receive that because that's a gift that God's given me and I reflect that glory back to him, not to absorb into myself. Yeah. I have to continue to, to humble myself. To, to die. To that's, yes. that's what I have to, I have to die. <laughs> right. Like it's not about me. Right. It's not about me. Right. And, and, I want, if I can quickly go back to the yeah. nature versus nurture. I grew up in a privileged home of uh, a clearly we just said uh, you know prideful in some ways uh, private school. My son that we've adopted comes into our home and uh, through some through some rough struggles for his first eight years, yeah. you know, yeah. neglect and abuse and different things. He comes in, and so as I even think about that nature versus nurture, or what we what develops inside of us, like for me it was it was, I'm fighting God because, I don't I don't need you if I don't want to. I can live this American white Christian life, you know, really <clears throat> taking care of myself in a lot of ways. He comes out of a situation environmentally, he's fighting against being loved mm. because he doesn't find himself worthy enough. And so it's the, ultimately it comes down to we're both fighting. Yeah. I'm fighting in different ways. He's fighting it. But it comes down to receive the love that the Lord has poured out. Mm. Receive Jesus and re- accept. I mean, Paul in that moment, after that moment, received the love through a harsher way, a more disciplinary way. Right. You know, how many, how many of the, all the disciples, like it's, it's just an open invitation. Like, Hey, 
I love you, come follow me. And they received it, walked away from everything to go walk with Jesus. Yeah. And so either way, whether it's you'd feel like you're unworthy, um, there's hope and there's love available for you. Mm. If you're a prideful jerk, you don't have to fight. Just lowering yourself, changing your mentality, and receiving the love and the hope that Jesus provides. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like that. So Lower, Lowering yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we... That's We don't want to get off the throne. Yeah. That's what makes us jerks. Right. 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 I don't want to submit. I don't right. want to be Jesus in this moment. But the reality is... There's, that's, there's no other way, right? No. Like, For us, there's not. Right, right, right. Because we've experienced, we've tasted and seen, we've had experiences with the Lord where we know this is better, this is more abundant. You're yeah. accepting your love and following your will and your way. <clears throat> it's, it's weird. We often think, oh, that's going to be, that's going to be harder because there's more rules associated. Well, n- no, like it's, it's experiencing life with the presence of the Lord versus Following myself, which turns out to be a disaster. Most <laughs> not, not only, I mean, because he's he's wired us. Yeah, he's wired us that way. Yeah, that to we're 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 designed to live in his presence. Yeah, man, and and I know I'm I'm guilty sometimes of of thinking to myself, man. Well, if I lower myself, if I choose humility before going through staying in pride, staying in pride, staying up, staying up, staying on the throne, and then God has to kick me off. Well, this will be easier. Yeah. And this will and and it and and it's not. I can't say that it is. It's quicker. But the re- result is the same and you know what oh, man, one other one other thing that I remember back back when I when I realized that this is what I've done my whole life was you know stay on the throne and I I come from a a brand of Christianity that I mean man talk about you're awesome right it's all about how how great you are and th- and there's truth to it right there you because of what Jesus did like I mean he who knew no sin became sin so you could be called righteous mm. like there 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 is a truth to it a, a yeah. trading right but you have to be one for the other right like you can't you can't just take the part of the gospel that feels better <laughs> you have to take the death to get to the abundant life and and the brand of christianity that i was a part of for for long and and, I, and this isn't intentional and this this wasn't this wasn't um, an, an intentional thing but it's definitely a culture of no we don't want that first part we'll take the abundant life thank you very much yeah. and and so I would you know when these when 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 something was unpleasant when there was pain discomfort. Uh, something that didn't feel so good. I was guilty of calling that the devil when, because it didn't feel good. When in hindsight, looking back and realized, man, that that was God trying to grow me up, 
trying to discipline me, trying to, to build my character. But because it didn't feel good, hmm. because I was on the throne, I, I, would, I would call it the devil. And so I would, I would take pain, hard times, whatever you want to call it, right? And I would just ignore them, sweep them under the rug, hmm. right? We talk about... We talk about choosing humility, right? Now when it's being now when it's being forced, I would still ignore it. <laughs> and I and I I should have known something was wrong with my spiritual life when it was so easy. Cause I didn't grow. I didn't grow at all. And I someone man, I, I remember I remember being in rehab and a guy there named Johnny, who I, he was he was in for, you know. He was also in rehab, right? He wasn't some special guy, but he. But I, I was talking to him about this, and, and he said something to me that I'm going to say, and I feel silly saying it because it sounds so elementary, but to me it was like revelatory. And he said, Chris, he goes, sometimes you just have to like, you just have to go through pain. You have to go through it, and and let God meet you there. And if you don't go through it, God won't meet you there. I mean, isn't isn't that isn't that James, right? One, what, two, two and, and a few verses after says, consider it yeah. pure joy when you go through various trials. For the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance have its full effect so you be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And I remember one day <clears throat> I felt like the Lord gave me just this little picture of like what I was like. And... I felt like he showed me this just, I don't know, I got this, this little picture of like a car wash. And I'd go through, and the minute the bristles started coming, right, the, the, that agitate yeah. and that rub up against the car, I would just like, there'd be a little exit off to the side, and I would just drive out. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I felt like the Lord showed me this, this picture. I got this, 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 this little impression of doing that my whole life. And never making it through, <laughs> never going through the car wash. Your car's gonna be dirty. Like I never made it all the way through the car wash. And 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 in that, there's something incredible that we miss. That we'll never get to experience. Mm. We'll never get to experience the loneliness with Jesus. And I think that's that's why James could write, consider it joy. When you go through these things, but you have to actually go through, and and I've I found that being just for for my life one of the one of the keys. Not that I have it figured out, but one of the keys is to when pain, discomfort, when something unpleasant, when something hard comes through. What I used to do was sweep all that <laughs> under the rug and call that faith, hmm. plaster a smile. Talk about how good God is, and I would call that faith. That's not faith. That's avoidance. But what I'm learning is, no, actually un unpack that rug, right? Unpack that and say, God, this is hard. This is hard because it hurts. This is hard because I'm prideful. This is hard for a million reasons. I need to go through the trial. And in it, there's, there's a part of God's heart that he shares with us where we see 
his humility. Because mm. guess what? He, come and, he comes and meets us in that trial. I, I, I forget where I heard this once, but, but I heard this once that, you know, that we, we think our posture of humility towards the Lord or in, in light of him is because of his bigness and his grandness, right? Here's the God who made the whole universe, kind of the, the Job thing, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the God who made it all. My response to that is humility and loneliness. And, and that's certainly true. That's certainly true, and I'm not trying to take anything away from that. But there's another picture that, that has meant something to me, and it's this picture of if, if, you, if you need to find the janitor of a big corporation, right, big giant building, you want to find the CEO, where do you go? Top floor. The top floor, and and surely you see a big, impressive, expansive office, and you your response is one of humility of, wow, I can't believe I'm up here. But you want to find the janitor, you go all the way to the basement. <laughs> There's no room for pride. <laughs> There's not, none of that. And for most for most Christians who are authentically following Jesus, I'll, I'll say for my or at least trying to. I'll say this for my life and for yours. Hasn't Jesus been a little bit more like a janitor in those times than anything else? Cleaning up the messes we've made. Yes, yes. Because we put ourselves on the throne. And, that, and, and that's where we find him. Yeah. In the dirt. You know, I, I think back to, you know, the, my janitor at elementary school when the kid would throw up, right? He'd come around with the sawdust and, and then the mop, and, right? And like... Sure. Like that, that, that's a humbling job. Hmm. And that's where we see Jesus. So our, our response of humility is not only because of his grandeur and his greatness and how, how big he is, but it's also when we get on our hands and knees, that's where he is. That's where he is. Because he, on our hands and knees at the foot of the cross, yeah. like the ultimate act of submission, cleaning up our mess. Yeah. Humility. Yeah. Um, We don't... Sometimes it's decisions we've made. Well, let let me put it this way. Growth is so... I mean, growth is painful. Yeah. Whether it's forced on us, whether it's because of our own actions. I I went to um, my athletic training. You know, adolescent kids, you know, got kids playing basketball or whatever sport that, you know will get developed shin pain, right? Shin pain, knee pain, you know, early adolescence is as your body is growing, um, as your, uh, your, your bones are growing faster than your muscles slightly, which causes knee pain. And you've got, uh, most people have experienced that at some point. Sure. And you can just, you, like you said, you just have to go through it. But, um, you can hide. You can never tell anybody mm. that you're having mm. wow. shin pain. But if you would come to the athletic trainer or a doctor or someone that can, one, explain it, and two, help treat it, mm. again, that pain is not going to just go away. But you can, you can have somebody walking along with you that's, that's treating the symptoms, that's wow. helping you um, 
helping it, helping, you're not going to heal it, but makes it feel better as you walk through it until, until you're more fully grown yeah. and those, those pains go away. And I think what you said is indicative of most people's life and especially life of faith is we can just push that to the yeah. side. Yeah. We can just say, well, I'm not, we can hide from it, hide from the hurt, hide from the things that we don't want to do. But the reality is we've got to walk through them. Yeah. And again, the hope and the joy is that we walk through it with yeah. the God of the universe, um, who is never going to leave us, never going to forsake us. And, um, and who walked a very lowly life, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, like, like what, what, like who better to help? Who better to help than the one who did not consider equality with God the thing to be grasped, but humbled himself? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and oh man, I forget what Psalm if it's Psalm forty five, forty six. I don't know. Psalm forty something says, <laughs> "Be be still and know." Yeah. That he, that that I'm God, right? That He's God, and so many of us we cut that short in those times, and we're like, "Oh, I, I just, I just need some time. I need to turn, <laughs> get away." I and and you know, you get away yeah. a little bit, and you be still, and you know, but you don't do anything. You don't. It's not about. It's not knowing He's God, yeah. and we take those hard times, and I mean, if if anything, that's that's like. That's meditation, right? That's transcendental meditation. That's a million other things you can do to avoid. Sure. That's being still, but you can do that without the rest of it. And you need, like, it, it has to go there. You have to turn that into encountering him and letting him encounter you. And it might not always be pleasant. It might not always be fun. It might not always be, like, feel good. But his I don't know. I, James, what that that verse gets me every time. What we quoted before of consider it pure joy, mm. and it's. I don't think that's the Holy Spirit teasing us. It's an invitation that when you when you go through it with me, child, when you when you let me walk you through the pain, the hurt, the hardness of life you will experience joy. Hmm. I need more joy in my life. Yeah. Uh, it is that individual experience with the presence of the Lord, but I also think it's that vulnerability yeah. and authenticity yeah. with other people. Right. Right? Like, <clears throat> we get to have these conversations that, I mean, every time, every time we walk away from each other, I feel challenged, I feel encouraged, I feel, you know... That doesn't. Thank, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm here to. That build, means a lot to I'm hear here you to say build that. you up, Chris, <laughs> to elevate how you feel about yourself. Uh, no, but it's it's true, and it's not a. We don't walk yeah. away and go, oh, we just figured everything out, right. or oh, right. I'm I, I feel great about myself. Right. But it's like, oh man, I need people to remind me yeah. to help me wrestle with the things to help, remind me to to pursue time. I, I'm awful at resting. You know, like we've been through a, a tough couple years and whether it's years or whether it's week to week and just, I can rest 
I can I can watch Netflix all afternoon. Right. You I can, can be still. I can sleep in. Yeah, <laughs> I can be still, but so often yeah. I'm not resting well. Yeah. Like I'm not resting with the Lord. Yeah. I'm not connecting in a oh, in man. a depth. Yeah, I hear you. You Jeez. know, and uh, and ultimately at the end of that day, or I wake up the next day and it's like, man, I don't feel any more refreshed than I did before. Well, it's because I spent a day resting. Yeah. You know, in my human yeah. humanness, but I wasn't resting in the Lord. Yeah. I wasn't um, being filled, uh, and so those are. I just I think we, it's just reality, right? Like I feel, for so long I, I lived this Christian life, like you said, pushing things to the side. How are you? Good. Yeah, Everything's right, great. Right. Everything's fine. Fine. Yeah, and it's like, uh, no. Like, if we're true to ourselves and true before the Lord and true with each other, which why do we hide anyway? Yeah. Like, the reality is we all battle with this stuff, and and we don't get to grow in that way if we don't, if we're not pursuing this life, um, if we're not being real with ourselves and with each other, um, and we don't have people around us that are helping us along yeah. in the journey. And 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 I, and I think it's a good place for us to land. Yeah, because that's what that's where we're going to go next time. We're going to talk about how how John in his first letter equates those two things together, right? One oneness with God and honesty with God must equal honesty with people around you. Yeah. Transparency, right? He he calls it being in the light. Yeah, right. If 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 you're in the light, and as he's in the light, you'll have fellowship with people around you <laughs> right confess your sins one to another so that he who is just and pure and righteous will come and cleanse yeah and and uh you know i i call it i learned to call it telling on yourself <laughs> <laughs> and so uh i think i think next time we're gonna we're gonna dig into that a little bit more and because uh, that that's that's the uh, that's the flip side of this coin yeah right the first is being honest with yourself and the Lord, that, hey, I'm a jerk. <laughs> and then to turn that into, hey, friend, I'm a jerk. Help me. Yeah. Let me tell you how I was a jerk this morning. And uh, mm. and hopefully it also, and let me tell you how God got me out of it. Yeah. But this was fun, Kylie. We should do it again. I think so. We'll, we'll figure out uh, how this all works. I'm excited. Yeah. So what's today's date? The 15th? Yes. Today's the 15th. When this goes live, we'll know just how long it took to uh, get it from recording to (laughs) podcast. And then at that point, we'll figure out how often we'll do this. (laughs) 